Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. I'm your host Scott and back with me as always is my co-host Dan and this week we are talking Bucks Short Course Racing which just took place in Sheffield. Now Dan, I was lucky enough to attend the final day or final evening of racing so this is more like you're going to be interviewing me for once essentially to find out what happened. Well, I'm a little bit jealous because I love Bucks. The atmosphere is always incredible. And I suppose my first question, if we're going to go straight into it here, is do you think Bucks should be bigger? Because I think it should be one of the biggest competitions that we actually have in this country. And I always think that it's big for the universities, for students. But actually, because it's free entry, should Mm. more people actually go there and watch? I would say 100%. Like, mm. There's a few meets around the country, around British swimming, which have the best atmospheres. We know what they are. The inter-counties is unreal. Mm. These arena speedo leagues, those are really good finals, and especially like the, the day-to-day weekend racing. But when it comes to Bucks, like that was loud. Like That was a loud weekend's racing. Birmingham brought the noise. Loughborough brought the noise. Sterling brought the noise. Like... They're big teams that go to these meets. Like, for every university, they take a lot of swimmers. And it's not often until you get to British Champs. So if we ignore British Champs, it's not often in this country you get the amount of elite swimmers Mm. that were at this meet racing flat out and fast. Because a lot of these guys are racing for scholarships, essentially, for their universities. They have to perform well at Bucks because it wins... Well, does it win prize money for their university? That's something I don't quite know. It goes towards buck points, which then then helps towards the university. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, like, how many occasions on the swimming calendar do you get a fully firing Cam Brooker against Ollie Morgan? Probably this Hmm. and British Champs. And this is the only short course one. Like, it should be made so much more of a spectacle, in my opinion, because, like you said, it's free to go there. Like, you can just walk in. Mm. How many swimming meets can you just walk in and go sit down and watch? Well, I, I, it goes back to, we had a conversation, literally, didn't we, just after Bucks um, and on last week's podcast as well, saying that, you know, more of a bigger deal should be talked about when a big swimmer goes to yeah. Loughborough, to Stirling, to Bath, to anywhere, Birmingham, anywhere. And the fact that they should then be celebrated almost like a transfer deadline day, which we've already said about, that should happen more. And if it's then on social media and it's more of a bigger thing, a bigger deal, I think it would then entice more people to go and watch them. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Imagine if it was like built up like a football game because you knew yeah. these like it it was one two in British swimming here. Yeah. Like at Champs yeah. last year going head to head. Like I'd love to watch that. I doubt many people even knew or even tuned into the live stream just for that. You tune into the live stream if you go to uni or if you know the people racing. It's not like it it just it's there. Like it the meat is there. It needs to be on the same level, you know, you know, kind of in par with um, empty the blaze. I know I was, yes, I was about exactly. to bring up the fact that it's short course and not people. People don't really want to know short course times or the season. They just kind of get through that ready for long course season because that's where the big meets happen. But actually, NCAA is, is massive in America, and yeah. Bucks should. Ne- I know there's more. Um, I know there's more universities in America, obviously, but it should be you know just as big in this country. And sometimes it's not just about your Loughboroughs, your Baths your Sterlings, it's actually the other universities yeah, that aren't yeah. bigger or known in their swimming world, but actually they still turn up because they need the Bucks points to help their own university as well. And so that's 
that's where my head is at. I think it should be bigger, definitely. You're absolutely right. Like, if you look at NCAAs over that country, over in America, mm. like, we, I, do, I don't understand the yards times. Like, I'm no, going to put know. that out there. Me and Dan, we, we have a swimming podcast. We should know these things. Having a clue. Having yeah. a Scooby. Don't understand them. It's fast racing, though, and it's fun to watch. Yep. And this is what Bucks is in this country. It is very fast racing, and it is very fun. And, it's, it, like... I just I can't get my head around the names that are here are going to be better than any other meet apart from British Champs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even Edinburgh International leading up to what British Champs. You're not going to get every single one of these guys there. I know for a fact some of them are going off to America. Some of them are swimming in Wales. Mm. Like they're not going to be at Edinburgh International. This is a chance to see these swimmers, and if swimmers had the profile that they he really should be making for themselves, maybe they'd have fans turn up. Like, maybe you'd have some school kids from Sheffield come along and yeah. say, oh, my God, look, I just watched Ollie Morgan. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's there. Like, look, there's Katie Shanahan, Freya Colbert, Lauren Cox. These are people who meddled last summer. Hmm. This is where I think maybe schools may have an impact or Bucks yeah, reaches out to schools all... and it's all grassroots. stuff that we've been saying on the podcast forever. And it's all marketing. Let the kids know that, you know, you're about to see a world champion race yeah. or, you know, an Olympic medalist or whatever. And they're going to they're going one and two, and the best in the country. Go watch they're, for free. Yeah. And they're going to show you <laughs> they're going to show you their best skills, the underwater skills, you know, stuff like that, you know. And uh, that's what grinds me a little bit because Bucks is amazing. Like we said, the atmosphere oh, is like, incredible. We've and both it done should it be bigger. The, and we've no, we've both done it from the level of not the elite end. We've been that yep. middle session, the everyone who's a bit hungover. <laughs> yeah. We've done that one, and that is joyous. That is like the best thing in a university calendar. And yeah. it's, it's just missing that tiny bit of commerciality that swimming always is. And I, after going for this meet for just, I was only there for like three, four hours, I am really keen if we can push it on further by providing some sort of coverage, like even mm. more than what is done even if we build it up bigger because i think we probably missed a trick going in like we knew these swimmers were there but we didn't pump it up like Mm. that i feel like that's half our responsibility now as well and i really want to do it come long course yeah it's probably not going to be as fast as it as it it's probably not going to be as fast or as it oh my god i can't get that out (laughs) yes long course it's probably not going to be as fast or as uh exciting as short course like that short course racing had something special about it like mm. it's going to be bigger than the winter nationals that are taking place like we like, it just I, is i would have thought so yeah um but yeah we're like we we circle meets around the year that we just like we bucks lose. will always be big in our side and, and our, bucks will always be big in my view because the swimmers will always be there like yeah. you said right at the very beginning these guys are actually going for funding purposes their scholarship purposes because yeah. they have to otherwise they don't get the money to be able to train and do what they do so they have to do that and they have to i suppose win yeah i suppose so they, they have, have to, to perform like you see the times they're good yeah they've got to swim and do really well otherwise potentially next year or the year after whatever their scholarship money not, might come down so they've got to perform and mm. that's the reason why you see such good times i don't know how it's going to go for long course this year because you know olympics and trials yeah, is cool. more important um so I don't know how that's going to go, but if it's another year, I imagine it's just going to be as stacked as what it is this year. But yeah, yeah there you go. It's like we we love we'd love to hate on it a little bit. Like we, we need to do more. Like we get that. Like I think we will. 
We we'll do hundred percent. Like I came away from the meeting, I had what two, three hour drive actually, mm. all the way home. And I was just bouncing the whole way, just like, oh my god, some of the like footage, some of the races yeah. that I saw. I was just like, this, like this is what swimming is. I should be buzzing after a meet like that. Oh, just yeah. I mean, should anyway, should, should, we, should we go through we go some of those swims because we keep <laughs> we keep almost teasing it, but. Um, if I'm going to ask you the questions, you were there. I've looked at the results, so I don't mm. know. I know what times they swam, obviously, but I don't know how good they looked. Um, where okay. should we start with? Let's start. We've, you mentioned Cam Brooker earlier, who you should said through the guys, swam yeah. really, really well. Um, talk, me, talk me through about Cam. Like that, I'm not going to pick a standout swimmer from this okay. week because it's hard because there's so many different levels of like records that were broken mm. and just performances. For me, Cam Brooker is probably one of the fastest swimmers in Britain right now. Like Ooh. just unreal weekend to win the 200 free and the 100 back i saw that yeah just like <laughs> what and the 100 back was good he was against ollie morgan who is always firing at bucks because it means a great deal to him to race for birmingham mm. um cam looks like he stepped on another level from last year to me well we put up the um edit of that race didn't we on instagram on youtube as well and basically he won that race because of his underwaters he's always yeah. been good at underwaters and Obviously, short course showcases that so much more than yeah. it does long course. I'm really hoping that he continues this form and then takes that into trials. And then uh, we've always bigged up the 100 backstroke anyway in this country. Um, I wouldn't say it's like on world level like the Ryan Murphy's or whatever. But in terms of the actual it's race growing. and drama, it's growing. <laughs> boy, it's very exciting. So Cam is definitely throwing his name into the hat as well after Ollie Morgan was incredible last year. Really looking forward to that. Really am. Uh, Ollie Morgan was good in the 50. Like It won that by over a second. Which is like just <laughs> yeah. how are you doing that in the fifty meters is unreal. Fifty back. Canberra like just I just want to put like a little sprinkling on top of Canberra's performance. His hundred back gold where he beat Ollie and went a fifty point nine, which I think is the fifth fastest Brit of all time, mm. was straight after doing a hundred free, on which he podiumed. Yeah, it, it, it does beg <laughs> to differ, doesn't it? When I think sprinters do need that race beforehand, maybe but get rid of some cobwebs potentially and then they go into the next race and then they're firing all guns blazing does make you think does make you think someone who um i was looking at results as well calvin fry swam oh, pretty yeah. well on the sprinting side especially um quietly a breakout meet like he's always Ooh. been there or thereabouts coming through the junior ranks i know like there was one year at i think it was british summers where he beat jacob whittle in the 50 mm. uh again this is a swimmer with one hell of a good start underwater's unreal and that's why he won the 100 and the 50 on essentially and beat some big names well we spoke to his coach the other week didn't we about him we actually did. fixing well, his, his old start. coach so he's now you, up he's now did up. you look <laughs> did you look at his start has it changed or improved in any sort of way did you kind of see the differences between what you saw last time you saw him do you want my honest opinion sure uh, yeah definitely. way too fast for me to see Oh, right. <laughs> I, I need to slow that footage down if I'm going to give you any sort of an answer on that. <laughs> I did get his start on the 50 fly. Uh, we'll probably put it up this week. I got mm. his last 50 or, or his last 25 on the 100 where he caught me by surprise on that outside lane. I was just like, oh, I've just got him in the background there, seeing mm. him sneak the win ahead of Alex Cahoon. Um, like, big year for him. It's mm. a confidence builder going into long course season. Hopefully he can carry that on, but He's still only 19, only just yep. joined the top squad at Loughborough. I'm, I'm excited, but to come away with a sprint double is a big thing when the names are there. 
I was going to bring up the, the fly scene, actually, because, yes, he won the, the 53, which is a big deal when he's beating someone like Alex Cahoon, who is, you know, he's big at bucks, right? But then when it comes to, like, the fly, you've got a bit more of a uh, competition going on. You've got Josh Gammon in a 200, then you've got Lewis Fraser in a 50 uh, like, and a 100. Lewis Fraser won the 50, but he was quite far off his PB, which just shows how good he is. He still went something ridiculous, like a 23-2, but, like... <laughs> This, there was so much more in the locker for him. His time's so fast. Um, yeah, the 50s for him are good. Like, um, he's going to keep going, obviously, for Wales and swim at Commonwealth Games. He's, I feel like he's, he's, quite, he's quite explosive. I, tell you what, he's, I think I saw the other week he broke the Welsh breaststroke 50 record, which really caught me by surprise. <laughs> I was not aware of that. If he has, that, that, that just kind of proves what I've just said. He is a very explosive athlete. And so when he gets off the block, he then propels himself so strongly. And the fly kicks that he's got is immense, which is the reason why he does mm. so well to the first 15 and carries on for the rest of the, the sprints. But um, yeah, quite while, incredible. While, while we're talking fly, Josh Gammon's 200 fly was really good. Um, mm. Ruben Roboth and Keaton tried to stick with him the whole way, but Josh's underwaters literally broke Ruben. I, the, the last 50 looked quite hard work. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, uh. he tried to go with him, but jo- I think Josh swam a 154. So, like, this, this is good swimming this time of year. Um, it is, that's solid. The yeah. underwaters were really strong. He's now just got to translate it over to long course. Mm. Okay, so we've done, what have we done? We've done backstroke, freestyle, fly, breaststroke then. We've, um, we had Archie Goodwood on, we had him last, on week. last week. How, how did he do? Uh, the double. So the 50 and the 100. And I think what was even more impressive was the way he led the Edinburgh 4x50 medley relay to victory. Like, mm. uh, was it close? It, it was. Like, Bath got that got close in the end. Um, but both Edinburgh and Bath comfortably clear of Loughborough, which surprised me slightly. But I when, have, I, when honest... you've got Archie swimming like 26.9s in the 50 breast, it, you're doing okay. That helps. What in... It always does in medley relays. Breaststroke is the the key leg, isn't it, on a on a medley relay? I didn't really, to be honest, with you, check any of the relay results because I just assumed it's always like the top three, and it's like, oh, I'll pick them. No, know. there was there was some surprises in there. I know, I know, Edinburgh isn't classed as a top three. When I say top three, it's Bath. I think they finished third. Sterling, <laughs> but the fact that you're getting universities catch up now. You got Birmingham with Ollie Morgan and um, Sam Neald coming through, you know, and mm. then you've got Josh that. Um, and then you've got Archie with uh, Edinburgh University, Carver, Car Handling as well. So there's yeah. a few universities coming through, which is quite interesting on the relay f- uh, front. I think you'll find overall Edinburgh finished third. Really? They did, yeah. I didn't know that. I, I just knew Loughborough won, but they yeah, usually it, always I, win. It went Loughborough, Sterling, Edinburgh, I believe. <laughs> well, I'll have to take your word for it. Um, any more? Any more for the guys' side before we go on the girls? Yeah, we've we've got to talk Dan Whiffin, obviously. Of course. Um, he's number one in the world now in the four, eight, and 15 after a solid weekend's work for him. Mm. This, it kind of always happens this time of year. Like He always manages, whether it's short or long course, he did it last year at the Scottish short course, I think. Mm. Hit these sort of times and went number one in the world and all the hype started building. And this year there's the European short course for him go and do something special I think um, he's always said he wants to break the world record short and, and long but especially yeah. short yeah um, he's a little bit off it on this he broke the uh, the longest standing Bucks record of all time oh wow in the 400 free uh, and he like took it out from the gun you can tell he's a 1500 swimmer but when you're beating 
Felix Oback by six seconds or so, you're in good form. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when is this kid never on form? He is just <laughs> flying. Every time he's in a pool, he's flying. Whatever Andy Manling's doing with that him and that squad is just incredible, and I'd love to see what he does. I really hope that he comes away with a medal at Paris, for, or, or a couple of medals, actually. It was love my early Olympic prediction, wasn't it, that Ireland yeah. get a medal. So let's see He's what He's got happens. a great shot. He really does. Um, should we go over to the girls then? Because yes. there were a few of them absolutely flying. One, mm. I'll start off with Katie Shanahan hitting Bucks records in the 100IM and the 200IM. Uh, it was impressive. Like, serious. she's looking so fast in the water right now. Underwaters. Mm. Like, 200IM underwaters against Freya Colbert, who is no slouch mm. underwaters, just pulled away. Um, and I think to me, what was like the most impressive was her lead off in the 50 back uh, in the four by 50 medley relay. Oh, yeah. Her, she led Sterling off and Sterling won, by the way. Um, <laughs> and her 50 back was faster than Lauren Cox. I was like, whoa. She, she went a 27-4. Yes, Lauren in the individual did a 27-2 to win. Oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah. If, I told, if, if I had told you last year... Katie Shanahan could go a 27-4, beat Lauren Cox in a 50-back <laughs> short course. What would you have told me? Like, that's well, sprinter sort of territory. Yeah, I, I, as much as Katie is great at underwaters, Lauren is just as good, I would say, especially over a 50, you yeah. know, a short course as well. Um, yeah, I would have not agreed with you on that. It's more believed you, you know? Her performances this weekend have certainly made me sit up and go, okay, she might, could be this summer the number one Brit like female swimmer. It's interesting that she broke the records in the IMs and not the backstrokes. I assume the backstroke times are harder at Bucks, but... Well, she didn't swim the 200 or 100. Oh, so, well, that explains So she didn't swim either backstrokes at Bucks, which tells me, like, the IMs a little bit more of a target this year. I think she's, she is stuck in that little dilemma of, well, the 200 back to make an Olympic final. Yeah, looks good. Okay, to make the podium... Holy moly, that's fast! Like it's yeah. so like the IM might feel like the better chance of an Olympic medal, which might be this strategy. Like it's early season, we don't know what Steve Tig and Bradley Hay want to do with her in terms of the events. Yeah, um, I I think the two hundred back still will stay in there. The hundred back probably will as well if she's going this sort of speed short course. Um, and just see what happens. The medley relays as well, so you've got to stick the hundred in there as well. Well, there's some yeah. good girls ahead of her, obviously, with the likes of Lauren Cox, Medi Harris. Mm. Um, Kathleen Dawson might come Kathleen back. Kathleen Dawson, you know? exactly. Yeah. But like, if she's swimming this fast short course, I wouldn't put it past her going sub a minute for the first time in 100 back. Like, I wouldn't. Oh, she's due that. I think that will happen. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly think all those girls will go sub minute. It's just whoever gets their hand on all first. That's, That's just a fast race if they all go sub minute. Yeah, it's the way it's going to go. But interesting that she's going down the IM routes more than the... Uh, well, at this meet, at this uh, meet. yeah, at this meet. Um, but yeah, interesting. Uh, anyone else? Let's go with um, Kenyan McInnes. Stick in Scotland, yeah. Yeah, McInnes. Scottish record from her, right? Scottish records in the fifty fly, the two hundred fly. Um, the last two hundred fly to me was the more impressive of the two races. Mm. Uh, she won. She won. Because Laura Stevens was there. Yeah. So, ah. Uh. It was really hard to watch because Laura Stevens at one fifty mark was a second, almost a second and a half ahead. Oh, really? And oh, wow. the early season lactic hit hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could tell. Like, I spoke to her afterwards, and she she was very much keen to start racing long course. Mm. Uh, short she course is, is not her forte. Uh, you could tell it hurt her. 
and yeah. Keanu McInnes just came back and paced it perfectly. But at the end of the day, like I spoke to you off the air, we're not worried about Laura Stevens's time. Like this is the sort of time of year where your back end just isn't there in races. You build that in the winter block, which is coming up. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I haven't looked at splits or anything. I've literally just looked at final time, and I'm going to assume that her hundred meter split was probably exactly where she wanted it, but because of the training cycles, well, she hasn't done as many training cycles as she but, needs well, to, obviously, right now. Um, that's why she came back hurting badly, and a, to she drop went a second and a half. That's to yeah, Kiena. That's yeah, quite I, a big drop. She went twenty-eight, thirty-one, thirty-two, and thirty-three high. Oh, ow. Yeah. It, Ooh, it, the last 50 hurt. Because <laughs> she's not the, I wouldn't say she's strong at the underwaters, but I wouldn't say it's her absolute forte. She, I think she's better on top of the water, which is probably why she's better long course, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But um, I th- <laughs> if you're not, if your underwaters aren't your strongest area when it comes to short course, especially to a 200 fly as well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt, isn't it? Mm. But, um, well, hopefully she does right. I'm, I've got no problems the fact that she's going to perform no, well at no, trials no. i think that's just the way it's going to be the way the cycle is at the moment uh, i just think i don't have any problems with that at all but kiana mckinnis is uh we've had our eye on her for what's that now like two years or something like that and she's starting yeah, to come coming through, through now coming so through. it's good to see she was actually beaten in the hundred by her sterling teammate lucy grieve grieve which, yeah uh, is another one to keep an eye on yeah definitely i tell the, you the sterling team in general seems to be quite I've strong got. The 100 come champs, I've got no idea who wins. <laughs> Honestly. No. Well, that's um, the excitement, isn't it? Two more females then that impressed me. So Freya Colbert setting Bucks records in mm. the 200 free and 400 free. Albeit she, like, it was tough for the, especially the 400 I watched. I was there. It was tough because it was a time trial. She had absolutely no one to push her whatsoever, which is going to be the case if you're going Bucks records at this meet like this. Um, but, 403 good 200 was a 154.2 again looked good uh she looks strong really impressive um but yeah early season like long course is the target for these guys yeah really. yeah again um, it's a bit like laura stevens like the not short course forte i don't think but i tell you what if you're hitting bucks records maybe it is well i assume none of these guys are tapered they're in hard blocks it, as it is right now so yeah, the fact well, that these these times are actually being hit You've you know? got a European short course in three three weeks time. So yeah, so if they were if they the were ones doing... who are going to that, I know I, like a few of them are tapering for European short course, but but they would have only started, started about now. They so, yeah. like, I two week taper. Like they yeah. they'd still be a hard training. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think the four hundred three. We we well, I think I said to you off air actually that the four hundred three for the women is probably one of our weaker events right now in terms of times. I know Freya's probably the strongest one I would say right now this is going long course I'm going off short course yeah, slightly yeah. here but four or three shorts is what's that equivalent to maybe four eight long something along those lines so Freya's like two seconds off give or take yep yeah so it's 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 good it's not bad for the first start of the season maybe like four eights I'm saying that's maybe like four ten you know mm. that sort of range so yeah it's a difficult one the 203 is quite interesting 154 low she probably wanted to find a second on that or something like that but again Times are almost record, like times record, are almost like, irrelevant some for her, especially. Bucks. Yeah, you yeah. Have to, like, hitting a bucks records these days to me is impressive, especially because they've got the history and they've yeah. been going on a long, long time. Exactly. I just know Freya's capable of stronger, but again, early season. We're in November, <laughs> you know, so they've only That's been true. training two, maybe three months, something like that, and this is Altitude, not the target, yeah. obviously. 
So, okay, well, let's round this up then by speaking about to me like the star performer of this meet, star swim at the very least. Mm. Um, Fleur Lewis breaking a British record. Mm. Um, yeah, caught me by surprise. I will caught probably everyone by surprise. Uh, but a fifteen forty six point one five, I think, breaks a eighteen year record, or mm. I think it's like seventeen years, six months. We, we'll just say eighteen years. 18 it sounds years. better. Uh, with a swim for someone who's not actually been picked for European short course, now kind of feels yeah. like a mis- slight mistake. <laughs> well, I think she's just had this opportunity. She's grasped it, and she's just gone for it and done that. No, I've, I've pulled a stat up, actually, and you're like, this, this is from Paul Boy, so thank you very much for this, Steve, if you are listening. But our top five women at the moment in terms of times, three of those swims have happened in the, th- in the last fortnight. So you've got Amber Keegan, Emily Blockstage, and now you've got Fleur Lewis. So actually, if you look at it from that point of view, we're in the best shape we've probably been in in the women's distance game at the moment. Yes, yeah, it's really exciting. Like- I don't know, like 12 months ago, we would have said distance swimming man needs to yeah. come on in this country. Like, even long, like even in the guys, you've just got Dan Jervis. Like, yes, yeah. you've got open water swimmers who are crushing it. But suddenly, like, women's side, Amelie Bloxage is really coming through. Like, yeah. she's still young. There's still a lot of time for her to really improve. Uh, but Fleur's swim, I think it was something like a 16-second PB which is massive. huge on the senior mm. stage. She's yeah. another one of the Andy Manley group. Yep. Who yep. were, distance-wise, we have we spoke earlier on in this podcast about what Dan Whiffin's doing. Um, it's coming good for all of them. Well, she hit a, a PB in the 800 freestyle as well, if I remember yep, correctly great. as well. Less than 24 hours later. Yeah, so she's flying at the moment. I'm really looking forward to seeing what she does later on when it goes into short course. I think now, like, we we've literally just said this is a meet that we don't really think anyone's tapered for. So if Fleur isn't tapered for this, she might well be slightly given like it's a scholarship meet and it's big for mm-hmm. Loughborough. Uh, but I presume she's going on to one of either Scottish short course or English short course. Uh, I'm excited to see like, this isn't a one-off. I'm excited to see her build on it and, and keep knocking this down further, hopefully until like the long course season comes around come January, February time. Yeah, well, like you said, she wasn't selected for European short course, so maybe she's using either Bucks or, you know, the winter meets as the the short course meet to target, if that makes sense. Yeah, it could have been this one. Long it course. could be Edinburgh. It could be Sheffield later on this year. We'll yeah. only find out once those meets are done, really. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm like, very excited. I, that stat actually blew my mind when I read it. I was like, that's very, very interesting. Hopefully that happens again long course. That would be fantastic. That would be. That would yeah. Be. But it wasn't just the able body swimmers. We've got to talk about para because they also swam as well. Any para swimmers that stood out for you? Uh, Faye Rogers setting a European record. We'll, we'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> massive. That's a great swim. <laughs> 105.14 in the S10 100 meters butterfly. Uh, Tony Shaw swam really well as well for Sterling. Um, I know she topped the podium a fair few times. Mm. Timon Chapman won, uh, what was it, three of the 100 strokes? Yeah, three sense. different strokes, wasn't it? Three yeah. different hundreds of so freestyle, yeah. backstroke, and butterfly. Do you know, I, I love that Bucks has these para swimmers integrated into the meet, and mm. they do give them like their own medal ceremony before the final session starts. Like, it's a really good thing to do, and like, yeah, maybe, like. Well, they need that. We've said this so many times that our para swimmers are actually stronger than our able body swimmers yep. when it comes to like <laughs> Olympics, World Champs, because they bring home more silverware. And these guys are just blowing it out the 
pool, <laughs> literally, every single time, you know? And the fact that they are swimming effectively at the same time as our able-bodied swimmers, so they're getting as much exposure mm. uh, as our able-bodied swimmers, that I think that can only be good. So, yeah, I, I just on the Paris scene, I'm just excited to see what happens later on in this year. Yeah, um, yeah. Because come Paralympics, GB will be one of the leading lights, and Faye, Faye Rogers will certainly be up there. Definitely. She had a good, very good season last year. So um, hopefully she's building on that. And I think she will, well, she's just hit a European record. Who knows what the next one will be? Because what's the next step after that? World, I guess. So you <laughs> never know. You never know. Absolutely. So that just about rounds up this week's episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. I hope you've kind of enjoyed our breakdown of Bucks. Um, I know like it, after going to the meet and experiencing it again from the other side, like not as a swimmer, as more of a coverage <laughs> side, uh, it's been a fair few years since me and Dan were there. Actually, it's the first time in a while. We're, we're passionate to bring more coverage to the university scene. Like It's desperately needed, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll try and do the same for the long course meet. I'm not sure if we can get there every day because it's a bit of a trek for us. Yeah. But we'll, we'll try and find a final session that we can get yeah. to and provide some more coverage of some great swims because this meet has just shown that Bucks is fast, short course racing is a lot of fun, and more people should pay attention. Amen. Yes. <laughs> so that rounds up this week's episode of the podcast. If you have enjoyed it, please subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and leave us a review on Spotify and Apple as well. It would really help us out as we head into December. Just a quick note, we will be starting the nominations for our end-of-year awards very soon over on Instagram, so head over there and you can have your say in essentially what awards we hand out at the end of 2023. Yes, get voting. There's quite a few categories, isn't there? Like 10 or so. So yeah, yeah. yeah. lots of voting to get on with. Yeah. So, uh, but until then, me and Dan will see you in seven days time. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll catch you on the next one. You've been listening to the Propulsion Swimming Podcast with Scott and Dan. We want to thank you for joining us and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as checking out the Propulsion Swimming YouTube channel for weekly tutorials and videos to get your swimming fix. We will be back next week. Until then, we'll catch you on the next one.